Hello and welcome to this episode 38 of the Northern Invasion no. podcast. No. What? Oh, come on. <laughs> <Am I wrong? laughs> we, just, oh, we just had this conversation. Wow, well, that's too long. <laughs> Holy Holy moly. Okay, hang on. Bear with me. Once again, with feeling. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this episode 39 of the Northern Invasion podcast. <laughs> you are joined this evening by myself, Stu West, by Mr. Scott Smith. Hello. And we have an extra special guest. We have Scotland's newest uh, independent tournament organiser, Mr. Stephen Ramage. How do you do? Well, thank you very much for joining us, sir. Glad to glad to be here. Yes, see, see, we are we are professional. It, it, or we're something. A well oiled machine. Or something. Or something. Well oiled. Yeah. 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 People a, never a, know about the the gag reel that gets edited out, but now you're <laughs> privy to the. <laughs> I was going to say, I've listened to this. I've got ideas. <laughs> so. Um, you are the newest tournament organiser in Scotland, Stephen. Yes, indeed. So I know you as a night haunt player, but I've heard rumour that you've shunned Nagash for the power of chaos. Yes. Yeah. yeah so... Yes, I have. I have yes. no shame in admitting. <laughs> Dear God, yes, I have given that whole thing a massive shunt, and I've gone for the filth. So, so first off, what what did you what got you into Warhammer? When did you first get into Age of Sigmar and Warhammer and things? And what was your first army? So, Warhammer wise, we're talking uh, fifteen to seventeen years ago. I'm not that old, but you know, fifteen seventeen years ago, I thought, yeah, let's give this a go. My brother was interested and got some stuff, and so I tied along as well uh, and back then I had a massive massive empire army with like steam tank and electric engine griffin and all that kind of shenanigans and then sold it all and ran out of, you know being a kid you need to kind of be subsidized by your parents and after a while they stopped doing that so I didn't have any money uh, <laughs> and then later on when I got an actual job TM uh, I then thought you know what, bugger it, I'm going to get back into it again. And so I picked up a little 40k and everybody does that. And then it was highlighted to me by uh, Paul King, who runs the East Kilbride shop, that Age of Sigmar was probably where I wanted to be at, rather than 40k, because 40k rules were mega complicated. You need like 70 million books just to, you know, get on the table. So Age of Sigmar is where it was at. Really straightforward. Watch a week game. Thought it was great. Uh, and at that point, I picked up the Age of Sigmar starter box version one. Oh, Khan versus uh, the yeah. Warrior Chamber stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I had that. So at least I had something to work with. And I had a poke about Stormcast, but, you know, I bought a few things, didn't really get into it, and that's all fine and well. And then when AOS 2 came out, uh, I was suckered into spending all my money on that as well. Um, and for some reason I just thought Sigmar can get in the skip not interested in that, that's a bag of crap Uh, Night Haunt looks really cool, I like the models they look look the business and painted them all up Uh, they do look the business don't they? oh they do, man they are lovely they are lovely, lovely models so so what sort of Night Haunt lists did you you go with 
because um, I've I've played with you against you once or twice. Um, mm. But what what was the list that evolved? So um, to begin with, I had whatever was in that starter box, which that was what twenty or twenty or thirty chain rasps thereabouts. You had a Lord Executioner, Guardian of Souls. You had like four, four Grim Grass Reapers or something stupid, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you had, the, you had the stupid amount of Reapers and you had the equally stupid amount of Glade Ray Stalkers. Because <clears throat> yeah. the, the Stalkers are unit size like eight and the Grim Grass are unit yeah. size ten. And it's like somebody somewhere along the lines fucked that right up <laughs> and got the numbers so wrong. <laughs> so, can't, can't wait for Glavery Stalkers to become the filth. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be waiting a long time. They're so bollocks, it's untrue. Um, but yeah, so I had them. Uh, I think I picked up. I then, so yes, yeah, so I had Soul Wars, and then I picked up Tempers of Souls because I wanted extra stuff. So that gave me uh, the, the, a selection of things which were about enough to get going with. I picked up some hex wraiths because I thought they looked quite cool, um, and started kind of playing with that low level points games and maybe one two k game here and there. So and you then, just played at the East Coast Bright Store then, man? Yeah, pretty much point. there, yeah. East Coast Bright Store or the EK Club. Oh yeah, okay. Which was quite good, you know. Uh, I knew some of the guys anyway from like hanging about the EK store and causing havoc and grief and and all that. So stuff. so. So Nathan, then. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Nathan. <laughs> uh, but also, I, I knew Ross, Ross Joyce and uh, Stefan and a couple of other guys. Because um, I think, uh, historically, I lived down south for a couple of years, but I moved back and, like, the first year I was back, it was then, like, the store birthday. So I, I helped run the, uh, what was it, Lost Patrol game that was... Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and as a result of that, got to know a bunch of the guys, and it was all pretty good. Uh, so anyway, yes. So I had a a bit of a a bit of a spread of night hunt list going on at that point, and I learned nope. very rapidly. Sorry, yeah. no, no. I was just going to ask. So how would you, for those people who don't play it, how would you? And I know you were going there then. How would you describe the play style and the style of the army in general? Um, if you've got a learning curve for most armies, Night Hunt is vertical with overhangs. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much how that one runs. Because um, there's there's a decent spread of options of units you can take, uh, but they don't all work well together. And it takes you a wee while to kind of figure out which things have got the synergy to actually operate on the table. So as I say, Glavery Stalkers, waste of time, put them in the skip. Uh, Spirit Hosts, unless you have an entire Spirit Host army, put them in the skip. Hex Wraiths, same principle, unless you've got like a good number of them, put them in the skip. They're just not worth the time. They look amazing, they look absolutely fantastic, but they're bollocks on the table. Yeah, I think a lot of it, a lot of it's to do with the uh, the synergies, as you say. Because I remember us playing, and me being a little bit, I think we mentioned it on the uh, on the podcast, a bit taken aback at how resilient you'd built your chain wraps to be. 
Yes. Because it's it's all about the um the character support, the support characters, the the selection of spells and artifacts. And while she didn't necessarily dish out a great deal of damage, you 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 also didn't die very fast either. And it's a good army yeah. for uh, for pinning things and and just holding stuff up. Yeah, because we were playing at Twin Realms, and yeah. uh, I think I had forty chain rasps with a guardian of souls right behind them. And my other thing was 20 Chain Rasps and a Spirit Torment hanging about near them. Yeah. And my my Dryads were against them, a big bunch of them, and they basically, both sides just ineffectually struck to each other. um, For a while. Pretty much most of the game, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Although the bonus I had on my side was I could churn down your guys and replenish my own. Yeah. you You didn't have that option, so I did. Like I think it took three turns, but I just wore you out of that yeah. corner of the battlefield. Yeah. And like one of the magic things, and it is absolutely magic when it comes to Night Hunt, is if you get that ten plus charge, yeah, everything dies. Uh, but aside from that, even if you don't get the ten, when you charge, you fly, so you can hop the fence. You can mm-hmm. literally leap over the top of everybody else and be. R- completely surrounding them and then you not only attack the units in front of you you attack the support heroes behind them yeah uh i did that at uh was it warpath i think uh yes it was it was warpath um i was playing it's either warpath or onslaught one of the two they all blend into one <laughs> i was playing someone else's night hunt and he didn't really know how the army worked and left a gap between his unit chain rasps and neferata yeah. which was just big enough for me to put a line of chain rasps right down the back of his his chain rasps in between the his rasps and neferata uh, and that meant that i could butcher his rasps and kill neferata off the objective there and then because yeah. i could hop the fence with the with the charge and the piling it's, yeah. it's lethal when you get it to work it really is so, so what would you say the main problems with the army are? Because, because you've, I mean, you've you have jumped ship, and you, you've <laughs> left you've left the cold embrace of Nagash. So, so what pushed you away? Losing constantly, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got really fed up losing. It's not much fun. It's really not. There's only so long you can go before going ah. And it I'm was a lot again. of dice to lose to roll as well to lose. I suppose. Well, I didn't have a problem with the dice and. It's one of these I don't understand other people who say, "Oh, horde armies are such a trauma." It's like they're really not, but maybe that's because that's that's how I've come into the game. Um, uh, yeah, to be honest, it was you know, who are you paired against? Skaven. Well, I'm gonna lose. Who are you paired against? Slanesh. Well, I'm gonna lose. Right. That that that's now not a fun weekend for me. You know, if I'm coming for a, a three game tournament or five game tournament and two or three of the games are I'm going to lose no matter what I do. Well, why am I paying however much money to not have fun? Yeah. Uh, basically, that was a big push for me. Um, yeah. The real trouble that Night Hunt has is every other death army under the sun can summon. Yeah. Night Hunt just kind of sits there going, oh, I don't know, we're all ghosts, but we don't know where we come from. Uh, and you're a bit stuck. Did you not? Did you not get tempted by the Legion of Grief then to get the grave sites and the ability to respawn? I was, uh, 
but I quite liked. You know, it came down to artifacts and spell options, and yeah. the night haunt ones are better. But yeah, you miss out on the the, the gravesite summoning side of things, and to get it all to work in a sensible way was going to cost me a bunch of money. And I thought, do you know what? If I'm going to spend a bunch of money, I'm just going to buy an army that works. And this one doesn't, so bollocks yeah. to it. So, so which which which, uh, which prong of Archeon's uh, spiky wheel have you have you grasped that? <laughs> I have gotten firm hold of the Skaven filth. Oh, nice! <laughs> I've got a true Nathan Watson list because he's the one who suggested what I've currently got running right now, and I just went sure, fuck it, why not? So, so go on then, talk folk through your build. What is it that you you you've put together, and and how does it work? So we are running uh, 80 Plague Monks, that's two units of 40. Uh, we've got two Grey Seers on Screaming Bell. We've got one Plague Priest on Plague Furnace. Uh, and three times 20 Clan Rats. That is the Skaven list. Uh, and then sort of tagged on the back end of that, you've got Warpline Vortex. And for uh, Howling, I've got Geminids. But as a Six Nation option, I've got Vermintide. And so that keeps all my stuff kind of in tome and leaves the Geminids for somebody else if they need them. So that's what I've got going on. Uh, oh, and a Vermin Lord Warbringer. Sorry, I forgot that. How can you forget a Vermin Lord? Well, I just did. Um, so that's what I've got going on. Um, mainly for the if you're going to kill me, then I'm going to kill you back kind of side of things so up against something like Slanesh if you're inundated with keepers fine and well they can knock you on the head but every single time they do that they're gonna die so yeah. thanks very much you know yeah so, so you're, you're full in you're, you're, you're yeah. right up to the elbows with the filth walls oh, I've, I've gone uh, shoulder deep yeah <laughs> well, well I, I hope it works out because yeah, uh... me too. I spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this. I, I was looking at the list, and we're doing a, an episode on uh, later this week with um with Mike, who's the the TO for the Howling, and and uh, so we're going to look at the lists there. Uh, but I was a little bit um, unsettled when I I saw the the level <laughs> the level of filth that was that was being pushed forward to that. I suppose it's the last big scoring chance for people to get rankings points and i've gone in with my my very thematic and 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 cuddly list and i'm looking down the list of of, of other armies and i'm thinking mm, i don't know what i can win what i can but i'll die in a good way i'll 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 it'll be a it'll be a uh, yeah an experience the problem i've got is i've got to drive to to Windermere straight after it for another event the day after, so I can't even get drunk and drink away my sorrows as I get <laughs> smashed up in every game. Hang on, that's very similar to when you were playing at Renegade. Yes. And you had to immediately drive for another million hours down south. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Uh, Sean was saying that travelling to tournaments is always really simple until I get involved and then suddenly it becomes <laughs> complicated. <laughs> So, okay, so there's a bit of background on yourself. So before we go into uh, to, uh, Renegade, which was your, your tournament, um, there's been some releases. So most of the, the focus 
in the Twitterverse and, and in our own local chats has been on the cities of Sigmar and how broken this is or how how crazy that is. And um, we even got a question asking us to pick our favourite, uh, or not our favourite, but to give some examples of cities of Sigmar lists. So um, we've decided not to do that. And instead, we're going to focus on Oruk Warclans because... <laughs> I didn't well, get any warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, also didn't get much warning about the Warclans either. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, so, so the Oruk Warclans uh, was uh, released at the same time. And it's kind of... It's fizzled rather than banged. And um, I think that a lot of the original players, a few that I know of, have kind of... Um, well, they're not that happy, and the main the main thing that they've lost, I suppose, is the ability to stack command points into wars and really just demolish somebody in a turn. But I think that they they'll warm to the book a little bit more if they put that away um, and just look I've, at it with fresh eyes. I've got no sympathy for people who who think that. Frankly, <laughs> uh, it's not. That's that's not a fun. That's not fun for anybody. No, no, no. But the book has got some great options. So maybe dangerously, what we've decided to do is to each go and write a list and then talk through it. Now, hopefully, the book is balanced enough that we haven't all just come to the table with exactly the same list because that would be <laughs> a, a little embarrassing. Um, but I don't I've think got we some are. caveats for mine. My oh, caveat that... is I was told about this yesterday and had to find a PDF <laughs> and was quite busy, so I put something together this afternoon. Well, that's all right. It and doesn't... we'll see what it's like. <laughs> we're, we're not aiming for top tier. We're aiming for just something that's a bit interesting and has grabbed the attention. Mine certainly isn't. Mine's based on the list I'm actually building. So I've cheated a bit because... Because I'm building an Iron Jaws uh, force at the moment, so so I've I've cheated and just used the list I'm building, um, <laughs> and I know I know that that, that Scott's like likes the I don't know the the symmetry of the large rounded um, <laughs> mam- mammary like dinner plates, <laughs> dinner plates. I like my dinner. So, so we're, we're thinking that there's going to be a. So what what order should we go in? Let's let's get to this. Um, what we're going to do. I think that we should start with our guest. Why not? Or, or would you prefer to um, to to drink a a cool, refreshing punk IPA while we talk through our <laughs> well, lists? Well, rather than punk IPA, I in fact have been imbibing in Hebridean uh, offerings this evening. The past three, four drinks have been uh, Isle of Starry <laughs> Gin. Wait, what, t- tonight? Tonight? The past three, four drinks tonight have been Isle of Use Gin. Uh, North Use Gin, uh, North Use Distilling Company, which has fantastic gin, and at the moment I have in front of me the Isle of Sky Brewery Young Pretender Ale, which is frankly fantastic. So uh, we we aren't the bitches of any one company, you see. Other no. other ale houses and and breweries <laughs> do exist. Indeed, and I'm 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 sipping on a a, a different Scottish ale. I'm, I'm I'm on the Joker. Oh, nice one. Joker's tasty. Not, yeah, it is. It's very nice. Not 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 affiliated with the motion picture, I must say, but uh, no. <laughs> wickedly hoppy, as it says on the label. And that's from uh, where's that from? That's from is it from near, near Edinburgh, maybe uh, Alloa, maybe. Mm. Yeah, Alloa, Williams, so Williams Brothers. One. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Too far. Uh, uh, I'm happy to talk through my list anyway. Sorry, I was yeah, yeah. 
No, 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 go for it. I was I was just going to, to confirm that I am actually on a Brewdog Bump IPA, the postmodern <laughs> classic. And I'll also um, confirm it's a, it's a Wednesday evening now, so yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm on holiday tomorrow, but what's your excuse? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not drinking to excess. I have, a, I have an excuse that's not for the public. It's a... <laughs> we drink our sorrows away. It's Wednesday, and... We're in Scotland. There you go. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, so, my list of of lads, which I have currently named boys with a Z, uh, you know, really inventive. Um, Allegiance is Iron Jaws, because sure, why not? I didn't really know what I was clicking on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things I have gone for are uh, War Chanter. Shaman and Megaboss on a uh, big dragony thing, which I can't remember the name of. Mock Crusher. That's the lad. Um, three units of 20 Ard Boys, Oof. a unit of 10 Brutes, an Ard Fist Battalion, and then you kind of tidy out a bunch of it with Quicksilver Swords. So I looked at the Ard Fist and thought, hang on, you can bring back units when they get murdered. Sure, I'll get in on that. Uh, it's yeah. possibly a byproduct of nine months of playing Night Hunt. Not gonna <laughs> lie, it's probably something to do with that. But I figured, do you know what? Sure, why not? But is the is, in the art is, is the unit not got to die? So the entire unit has to die, and so long as the war chanter is still kicking about, then yeah. it's on a five up, six up, one of these things. And I shall get, tell you, you it's you a four ten, up. It's a four, four up. up. Yeah. Four up. Yeah. And so you've heard four up, you, you get ten lads back. Well, you hear people talking about taking units of five and uh, getting back units of ten. Mm, yeah, which, which would be a bit dirty. That is a way to do it, I guess. Mm. I mean, I was kind of thinking. So I played against Mark Roberts on Wednesday last week, and he had a unit of twenty hard boys, and they got they got royally stuffed by my play monks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is not no fault of his, because he killed a bunch, and as a result, they all died. Uh, all his art boys died. But he said that 20 wasn't quite strong enough. He wanted 30 in his unit. Um, mm. But trying to fit that in with the with the Artfist battalion, kind of you started to make compromises and other things, and I thought, you know, three units of 20, that's a fairly, fairly steady thing. The brutes are meant to be pretty nails, so that's your hard-hitting kind of oomph unit. And sure, if 20 boys die, great, I'll pull on another 10 and they'll retake the objective that I just lost because my, all my guys died. That was my logic behind this this particular construction. And it's not too bad. It's like four drops, is that then? You've got the Ard Boys units and the War Chant as one. The Cabbage is another. The yeah. Shaman's another. And the Brutes. Yeah, four drops. It's... Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. It's pretty decent. I think it caused some caused some grief in the in the right hands. Yeah, I think four drops is that sort of magic number where more times, more often than not, you get to you get to choose at that level. And I certainly find that with my death list, which is pretty much what I aim for. Four drops, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Four or seven. So chances are you're going to outdrop anybody anyway. I mean, my skaven list is nine, for example. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you do, this will outdrop my list. 
Yeah. So did you go for any of the, the war clans themselves, the Iron Sons, the Blood Tooths, or the Choppers? Or were you just uh, sticking generic? N- not going to lie, I got lost when I was looking through the ah, No bother. <laughs> I was no looking through bother. it on my phone, and it's quite. <laughs> yeah. It's not as easy as when you've got the whole thing in front of you, sort of thing. No, I'm, so I just I'm, went, that'll do. <laughs> I'm here with my A4 goodness in. in... <laughs> In, in hard copy, so yeah, mm. I, I do enjoy a, a real book. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. So, so there's one one thing there. You've got the the Ard Fist. Um, I think that's that that's one of the better um, abilities from the battalions, which is the um, on the four plus you get a free unit. So I'm not too sure. Hang on, I can open my book. I'm just wondering how much an Ard Fist costs. It's 120 points for the Ard Fist. 160. So, oh, has it gone up? It's 160 in the app of uh, zero uh, I'm well, looking no, this, at the back of the book. The book should be right. Yeah. There's nothing so, is that so this one might be because it's Allegiant Iron Jaws, I reckon the app is not working properly. Ah, right. Maybe That's it's going how off I'm going to think it. There was a few mistakes in the app. Uh, oh, what, what are you talking about? Azir? Yeah. Oh, yuck. Hey, look, I know everybody. None of this. Hey, I it's like actually it. faster for me to build a list on there than it is any other way. I would agree. It's exactly the same for me, and it keeps all my lists in one place. And for ninety nine yes. pence per month, I think it's a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I uh, I use it, and and I think that the my army bit on it, my battle bit, is is great as well. So no, great. I like it. I don't know that tos don't like it because. It's just the formatting when you click the um the sort of like the the export it comes out and everybody loves things. War Scroll Builder is so neat. Yeah. But Azir is is a good tool. Because all you want to I mean, I have no problem looking at people's lists in PDFs. If anybody has a trouble looking at PDFs, they need to get a new device, to be I, perfectly I, honest with you. I think it's just people who want to cut and paste them into a yeah. Oh into yeah, well like that point. PDF. Yeah. And uh <laughs> it it can be a bit when you've got forty. 40 or more lists to do just fiddling about deleting and, and getting the formatting right can be a bit annoying for folks so i Although, feel the pain having run against tto recently folks sent me their lists in text format in an email i tried to copy and paste and it was a total disaster <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still i'm still amazed by the number of ways people can send you a list from war scroll builder in text format it's I, i'm gonna i'm gonna name and shame I'm going, to name and shame. I'm going to name and shame somebody and and apologies to you because I know it's not your fault, Will. It's your dad. But <laughs> of all the I know, lists I, know. I ever get submitted to me, without doubt, yours are the most god-awful <laughs> formatting. They're at it again in the bloody howling as well. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Shame Mr. On you. Mr. and Master Pollock. Shame you're on you. you. You're the future. You should be engaging with technology. You should be able to format a list and cut and paste directly from bloody War Scroll Builder. But anyway, there you go. C minus. In- C me interestingly, by the way, I'm having a look on War Scroll Builder, uh, and it turns out my list is woefully short and doesn't work properly. <laughs> because hard <laughs> boys, hard boys, you can only get ten lads in a unit, not anymore. Oh. On War Scroll Builder, which suggests, oh no, that's hang on, oh, I see where it's gone wrong. Never mind, 
It's fine. It's fine. Move along. When it's on, uh, when it's on meeting engagement, you get totally fucked. Uh, <laughs> see, look at this. See, we 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 see. get guests on that are the same professional standard as ourselves. <laughs> no, exactly. thank you very much. The same no. professional standard as yourselves. Yes. <laughs> so, Scott, do you want to go next? Yeah. Do you want to hit us with your cabbage stick? <laughs> my two-handed cabbage stick. So, <laughs> my well, I'll just hang on. I had a second ago. Here it is. Right. So, I went with, uh, again, it's pure iron jaws, because at this point, I hadn't, which was two days ago, I hadn't kind of consumed any of the bone splitter stuff, and I'm not that familiar with it anyway, even before it changed. So, stuck to iron jaws. It's, it's something I want to do. It's a... Uh, it's an army that I've had since day one when it came out, really. I bought a bunch of stuff and built it and sprayed it grey and then it sat on my shelf for two years or whatever it was. And uh, Yeah. Uh, and I've been it, edging towards it again, almost went for it with the last handbook a wee bit. And, but then with a new book coming out, I thought, right, here, here we go. So uh, as I was ordering the book, I thought, fuck it, I'm ordering a second more crusher because they're bound to be better. <laughs> they're bound to be good fun. And Plus, you're hearing you're hearing little snippets about Godrak and the Wah and things like that. I think he's bound to be good as well. So there's there's probably going to be a few more options, and and I think that's been proven even in the last week or whatever. There's there's it's a book with a lot of options, um, even just for Iron Jaws more than what you saw, which let's be honest was just a boring Iron Fist before, more more often than not, and it was quite effective. I I got I got smashed up by Johnny's a couple of tournaments ago. Um, and there's bone splitters, they look good, they've changed a wee bit, and then there's the wow where you can mix things up, and there's bound to be some good shenanigans in there you can get between the two sets of lists, so yeah, anyway, um, TLDR it's, it's an Iron Jaws list <laughs> and it's uh, something I can pretty much I think I can run it now actually if I get my finger out and get painting, but if I'm not, I'm pretty close to it, so and I've gone with Iron Sun's War Clan, so one of, th- one of three, and it's and it's changed a little bit since the handbook. Um, so Iron Sons gives you, as it did before, minus one to be hit in the first battle round. Although I think that was on a two plus in the handbook. Now it's just automatic. But it happens, so that's pretty good. Um, the command ability is quite tasty as well. So this is uh, the end of the enemy charge phase. You can pick one of your units within 12 inches of the enemy uh, and wholly within 18 inches of a hero. And that unit can charge at the end of their charge phase so so that's going to be quite tricksy if they, if they ignore something or don't want to charge it and it happens to be in range then you can go piling in which which might work quite well with a more crusher you never know um who knows i've, I've not played a single game with iron jaws so <laughs> this is all this is all theoretical and, and and also at my level of theory which is not always the best so anyway um so the list itself i've got mega boss or more crusher the general he's got the the core hacker and chopper. I think it looks. It seems to be better. It seems to be no option. No, uh, I think the other one gives you a little bit of chance of mortal wounds on a six or something. But I thought, nah, you get more attacks. I think with the hacker and chopper. So, um, he's got the command trait, which is the Iron Sons one, the right fist of Dak Bad, which just gives you an extra CP at the start of battle round one automatically. So that's that's also good. Helps trigger things. Um, the mount trait. I've gone for the Minun. So this is the new mount traits. There's ooh, six of them, maybe, or five of them. There's, there's quite a few. Yeah. Um, 
So the Minun is uh, basically increases the damage of the of the Mog Crusher's fists and tail attack to be damage three. So um, if you get a few of them through, that'll be quite sweet. Uh, second Mog Crusher, Mega Boss on Mog Crusher, exactly the same. Gorhaka and Choppa, and I've gone for a more kind of defensive build on this one. So the army's from Shaish, so I've taken an Ethereal Amulet, and I've given the Mount Drake the Weirdun which is the one that gives you a four-up ignore spells save. Yeah. So he ignores rent, and he ignores any spells, endless spells, whatever you want to, anything to do with a spell on a four-up. So that's quite sweet. So he's a bit more um, hard to kill. Um, I've gone for a war chanter with the war beat killer beat, which is the one that uh, on a four plus, you pick an enemy unit within 12, and they're plus one to be hit in melee. Um, I've got a second war chanter with a get him beat, which is on a four plus, pick a friendly unit wholly within 12, and they can charge 18 inches and they roll 3d6. Um, obviously, war chanters have got the built in plus one damage, uh, kind of automatic pick a unit type thing. So you're always getting plus one damage on something close to them, and you're always, and you've got a chance of getting your, uh, your, your little beat off as well. So the idea here maybe is. Um, well, the rest of the list I'll say first. So there's there's not a huge amount of points left now. <laughs> um, but I've got 10 Ard Boys, 5 Ard Boys, 5 Ard Boys, and 6 Gore Grunters with the Jagged Gore Hackers, which, happenstance, I built my last my first three two years ago, however it is, with Gore Hackers because I thought they looked cool. Mm. Turns out they're awesome now, so just shows yeah. you. <laughs> so so uh, now they're like lances, aren't they? So you get a bonus on the charge, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, I want to check that. I see it. Yeah, it's basically, it's saying here that, um, yeah, you get plus one to hit and wound, plus one to hit um, and wound with us. the gore hackers yeah. and the two tusks and hooves if it made a chant, uh, charge. So, yeah. yeah, it makes them twos and twos, basically. Twos and is... twos for hackers, three attacks, rend one, damage one, but you can get damage two from the war chanter. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, you could pick the. If if you got the three six charge one as well, you know you can launch something. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've not got a, a shaman in this list, so that's what it's missing. So you're missing the hand of Gork spell. Yeah, but you can still launch things across the table. You've got your, um, you've got your new, what's it called? Uh, oh, the, the the ability if you get shot, if you get spelled or shot at, where you you can creep across the table as well. Yeah. So um, now, as in the iron, the iron jaws, um traits basically if you take if you take damage in um in any phase that is hell. That and is hell. yeah and you're over nine inches away from an an enemy model you can move well, an extra 12, but yeah nine or twelve yeah then you can move the um d6 inches uh, it may well be it may well be 12 i've not i've not that's, played with them that's what mark roberts had against me yeah, uh, which meant he was in short order, like easy charge range away from me. Um, yeah, he, he had a few tricks. He was, yeah, he was, he was cat. He was using the, well, he was trying to use the luminary rod on you, wasn't he? he was saying, yes. Unfortunately, I was, I, I, I thought we'd agreed to play howling, <laughs> howling rules with no realm artifacts. Uh, he was well gutted because it, it's mighty rod himself. It's mighty destroyers. That's twelve in. Uh, that's, that's the one. Um, yeah, that's twelve. What Yes. But yeah. Madder's so. Madder's Hell is nine, so Mighty Destroyers is like a command ability, so you get to move, do a normal move, 
if you're over twelve, but mad as hell is if you yeah if you if you're nine or away, um, nine or more, you can move d six. So you can do things like uh, bridge of shadows them. Then then you can do the uh, mighty destroyers on them. So you're in effect getting to uh, you get you get into yeah. move nine inches away. Then you get into um, to give them an extra move. Well, twelve inches away, you get them an extra move, and then you can mad as hell them because they've taken damage from the bridge, so they get to move an extra d six. So you can do that, or you can hand a gawk it, I suppose. And yeah, there's different ways you can do it, but you can really get right up in someone's face turn one. Mm. Nice. So what I've done is I, I've taken that, that the hard boys, the ten five five, and the six grunters in a. In- Iron Fist. So after me saying at least I was Iron Fist, I took an Iron Fist because <laughs> it's still good. Um, but instead of getting the D6 move, you you get to your, your big boss, which in this case would it's got to be a brute or a, a gore grunter. So it'd be my gore grunter hero. He'd be the our champion. He'd be the big boss. He gets to use the command ability, the mighty destroyers, uh, once in basically every of my hero phases. So it's free. Um, All right, and that's to to turn to, one to do an extra move, an yes. extra. Charge or a whatever, yeah, or a fight, yeah. Uh, so I would, really good. I'd probably use this turn one uh, to move, and then try and whip one of the war crushers' ass with the with the war chanter, uh, get him beat. So it's going three uh, d six charge eighteen. You know, try and try and try and do that. So launch those two, launch those three forward basically, and then you've got your your ten hard boys, five hard boys, five hard boys, kind of sitting back with the two chanters. Um, and then there's the chanter with the killer beat, which is the one to, to buff the, or to pick an enemy unit within 12. You know, it's quite short range and they're, they're on foot. So that, that's more of a sort of defensive one. I was thinking that they can, they'll use that to help buff the, uh, or kill things that are coming towards the hard boys, basically. So it's, I mean, it's, it's not groundbreaking. It's not going to be amazing, but it's got two, two fast killing more crushers and um, the six grunters launching forward. So that's an extra command point in there as well. Actually, it doesn't. It's got the command point from the formation. So it's, it's starting turn one with three because of the, the Iron Suns. You're minus one to hit the first battle round. So I'm just going to launch forward and see see what I can smack up. Mm-hmm. That was one idea. So it's quite a fan. You know, there's no magic. There's there's, there's two more crushers. So it's it, it's pretty blunt. Um, it's, it, it, there's no surprises there. <laughs> No, no, it's good, and and those mod cr- more crushes, especially when you've got it on a three plus, um, ignoring rend, and you can use a command ability because you haven't got a shaman, but you can use your command ability to reroll once to save as well. Of so course, yeah. In the effect, new ones. yeah, in effect, your uh, threes rerolling once, so yeah, quite quite resilient. It's just like my um my vampire lord and zombie dragon that I tend to use. Yeah. No, it's it's good. So there you go, two two iron jaws. Um, Interestingly, uh, I have just plugged my my list into Warscore Builder, and oh my word, is it massively illegal? Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like it? Yeah, it's way over points. I have to drop. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like two hundred points. I have to drop one of the units of Ard Boys down to ten and uh, bin the Quicksilver Swords. And take uh, malevolent maelstrom, and that gives me nineteen ninety. Uh, so the maelstrom. So they, yeah, the maelstrom are uh, the way I painted it. Looks like a massive angry, angry testicle. 
<laughs> it just there to cause havoc and grief. Uh, but yeah, so my list has to alter ever so slightly. Nah, it's good. Cool. It's good. Cool. So, so myself, um, well, um, my list is called the Great Green Menace. That's that's what my war clan's going to be called because I've not chosen one of the um, one of the three. I was really tempted by the choppers. Um, yeah, I, I like the the fact that you can charge um, uh, the extra if you if you're within range of a uh, a scenery piece in enemy territory. Um, I liked one or two of the other things, but I didn't like the the required artifact and command trait, which was in effect that you got uh, plus two to bravery if you were within a bubble of the general. The artifact meant that a shaman could could call a a war, um like a mega boss. Well, it's quite interesting. I like the I like the wordings on these artifacts and these in the um, in the clan. So the the Aaron Sons one, the Sun Blessed Armor. Um, actually, that's what I didn't mention in mine. The yeah, the, the the first dude, the general, he's got Sun Blessed Armor. So he he worsens rend by one as well. So he's yeah, he's, he's pretty good. That so you get that. Um, so you'll put you you'll see that in an Iron Suns list because it says the first Iron Suns mega boss to receive an artifact must be given that. But the other ones, the Blood Tooths, um, and the and the, actually more the choppers. Right, it says yeah, the first the chopper, chopper weird knob general. So you don't. I have think to have, that's uh, weird though. I th- I think that that's a a misprint personally. I don't Very think so. Quickly, I think it, did, did that say specifically the first? It uh, says the mega first, boss. It's no. This one says the first choppers weird knob general. So, I mean, how many weird knob generals can you have? You can only ever have one general. Well, I think if you've got a weird purpose. knob general as a specific, or if it's a mega boss, the first mega boss that receives a thing, well, you just give all your other heroes the artifacts instead. Well, exactly, and it's. I think it's designed to be a bit of flexibility. So, I don't oh, think right. it's a misprint. I think. So, choppers... are you saying that if you go with choppers and you haven't got a weird knob general, yeah, you you don't have to take that. Yeah, well, that's how I'd read it. If that's if that's how it's written, then yeah. specifically it has to be a weird knob general. Yeah, so, and great. if, if you, you do have a weird knob casual general, weird knob, then you know, <laughs> what's your uncle? <laughs> if you got a casual weird knob, then you I, have yeah, yeah. But, uh... I, yeah, my my casual weird knob. <laughs> so so if my weird knob is a general, um, and I don't want to give him an artifact of power, um, I can just. Stock up on yeah. the others. Oh, well, that's. I think that so because there's no, there's no requirement that he has to be the general. A weird knob has to be the general in choppers. It doesn't say that anywhere. No. Well, funnily enough, I have given, I have got a weird knob general in mine, um, but I don't want him to have the mega skull staff, so I've not taken choppers anyway. Mm. I am, I am Iron Jaws, and we are of War Clan, the Great Green Menace. <laughs> so anyway, I have gone with the Weird Fist Battalion. So mm. we've all gone with Iron Jaws. Um, it, I, I do like the big war as well. Um, and I was ch- tempted by the choppers, but here you go. So I've gone with a weird fist. Um, so I've gone with a weird knob shaman as my general with bursting with power, which is um, the command trait, which gives him an extra spell. Uh, he knows an extra spell and he can cast an extra spell. Plus the battalion means that at the end of the... But once he's cast and things, he can do two green pukes instead of one for free. So he's got four spells, basically. Um, 
he's got the shamanic shul- skull cape so that he's plus one to cast. And if he kills a wizard, um, he learns one of their spells as well. So he's casting two spells. He's got his two free pukes. Um, and he's potentially learning more spells. Um, in terms of oh, the spells... Of... Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, time it right, murder Nagash. Thanks very much, Hand of Dust. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then I have the the Hand of Gork, um, which is on a 7 plus normally, so it'll be a 6 plus with the Skull Cape. And then the Blazing Eyes, which is on a 6 normally, so it's 5s. I do have a Balewind Vortex in this list, so he gets an extra cast there anyway. So he's got three casts plus his extra two, um, and he's on plus one to cast. So, um, And that gives him a little bit more resilience as well in terms of the fact that he gets um, minus one to be hit. Uh, oh no! It give, you get plus one to save nowadays, don't you? You don't get the minus to be hit anymore. Um, beyond that, I've got a mega boss. Um, what for? Lookout, sir. Uh, no, for being on a bailwind. Oh, for bailwind. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So you, you get, get your get... minus one if you're not on a bailwind, I suppose. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, you still get the minus one to be hit for lookout, sir. Yeah. It's just that the old rules for a bailwind, you got a minus yeah. to hit, but you just get in a plus. Um, you can cast an extra spell. You get plus six inch range and you're classed at plus one extra to save so being on the bailwind really does make him a bit more resilient and plus that extra six to the range means that his green pukes um which i'd generally be using to puke on my own men to give them that that um move that move um and then the uh the hand of gork as well to to shunt them along um, so you puke on them a bit, and then you pick them up and drop them somewhere else. Then you do the move. Um, then there's an also the Blazing Eyes, which is quite a good one. Um, the Blazing Eyes one, you draw a line. Um, so you draw a line, it's, I think it's 4d6 or something like that. Yeah, but then you're yeah. going to add, add six to the range. And then for every model in the units it passes over, you roll a dice, and on a four plus, the unit takes a mortal wound. So if you get it right down the rank, and you can... You can uh, you can really sort of like uh, roll a good few dice, so it it, make, it means that it's got the potential. And again, you can use it. You can use it um, to your advantage. And that extra bit of range is nice. And the same with the the puke. That extra six inch range is good. Um, so then um, that's my weird knob general. So he's his idea. The idea of the weird um, the the weird fist is that. He, he sits, and as long as there's there's two units of ten or more models within range of him, uh, he gets that extra, uh, the extra puke, um, and plus it it just means that um, yeah, he's he's a bit more resilient and it reduces the drops. Um, in addition to him, I've got a mega boss um, with destroyer. So the destroyer artifacts a really good one. What it basically does is mean that you choose one combat phase. And in that combat phase, you add three damage to his weapon. So if you time this with the the war ability, um, it means that he's going to get plus one or two attacks, uh, depending on uh, depending on what you roll. If you get the war chanter, you're getting another plus one damage. So you've basically got a minimum of six to eight attacks, um, no six or seven attacks um, that are going to be doing damage six at rend one. <laughs> Yeah, and then he gets an extra attack each uh, if he's killed an enemy model. It used to be enemy heroes, didn't it? But now, if you kill any enemy model, um, you get an uh, 
you're getting bonus attacks in subsequent uh, turns. So if you time you are right, you could be you could in effect have him on on ten attacks, basically on uh, with the bonuses that you can pump out on twos and twos, doing six damage with each with each hit. That so, is obscene. Yeah, that's just the sort of like little little build I like to do though. And the thing it's is, like you're, uh, it's, and it's you like claim you're, old... you're not in the league with filth. No, it no, no. Old tyrant, Stu. Yeah, well, I, I see this and I like him. So then he's backed <laughs> up um, with two war chanters, uh, basically for the violent fury for the extra damage. One of them's got the get and beat for the three d six charge, and one's got the fix into heal models. Generally, it's going to be healing um, my mega boss or um my brutes because the idea is that there's a unit of 10 brutes with uh two war chanters and the mega boss which is pretty much my my fist if you like um so that's going to get buffed up by one's going to be adding uh plus one damage to the um to the brutes one's going to be adding the damage to the the mega boss so they can do a bit of damage where they need to there's going to be two units of 10 hard boys to sit back with the shaman and hold the home objectives. And then I've got a unit of 12 Gorgrunters. Because 12? <laughs> why the fuck would you not want 12 Gorgrunters? <laughs> so um, I did consider the cabbage. I have got one. Um, but I just want to see 12 pigs <laughs> charging across the, the battlefield. Do you think two times six is better, maybe, though? Maybe. More, I don't care. I, I saw what. <laughs> one unit of six did against a unit of 40 plague monks like i had what eight guys or 12 guys left after their charge and attacks yeah i, I mean I still, well, I still murdered like six of them or five of them or something or four and a half or something like that it was ridiculous but yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> 12 nails as fuck. 12 on the charge with the plus one to damage um with all having the the go hackers, the the big hackers, so you're on twos and twos, um, doing two damage. Um, you're just going to delete things. You're literally yeah. going to delete stuff. And you'll be charging three d six, so you can pretty much I can hand of gawk them so that they're, um, well, what you'd basically do is puke on them, then you'd hand of gawk them so the nine away. They'd move forward a three d six inch, uh, the d six inches for free. Uh, and then you'd 3d6 charge. Um, so in effect, you've you've got something that's going to smash what you want because there's no range on um, there's no range limit on hand of gawk as long as you drop nine inches away. Um, so it's nice. So I think it's no by no means the most powerful list in there, but to me, it's quite fun. Um, and there's a lot of redundancy there. So if the weird knob dies. Granted, you're going to lose all your all your magic output and uh, this, that, and the other. But really, he's he's not that good. He's 110 points. It's it's nothing really. So if he's drawing fire, then great. Mm. It means that the yeah. mega boss and the brutes and the pigs are getting where they need to go. So yeah, I think I think that's fun. That's what I'm building anyway. That's my that's oh, my tempest good. list. Hey. Um, there's there's a thing I always find with any orc related armies whether it's AOS or 40k, this edition or previous editions, orc-related armies are all about having a massive laugh and not really caring what the outcome is. Do yeah. you get in a big fight and do you make ridiculous charges and cause someone a bunch of grief? 
brilliant. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what the outcome is, whether you win, lose, or otherwise. That that's how I've literally always seen orc related armies for my entire life of playing yeah. miniatures. No, my uh, my eighth edition armies were orcs and goblins, and I used to love them. And then I moved on to ogres, um, and then it transitioned into into Age of Sigmar. But one of the things I still really miss is the old animosity rule, where oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you roll a dice for each unit that's not got a black orc babysitter, basically. And if you roll a if you roll a six, you can make a free move or a free charge or whatever it is. If it's a two to five, it's nothing. But if you roll a one, you're either gonna squabble amongst yourselves and not move, or if you're within or range of a, another pick unit, pick a fight with another. Yeah, yeah you're gonna attack them. And I, I used to just love that the fact so, that, that was amazing. <laughs> even the greatest generals with the best battle plan could be totally undone by the the unruly nature of their uh, their soldiers. And I, I really miss that. I miss that on the ramshackle uh, spear chuckers because I had a. Uh, I have six spear chuckers. I only ever had four in a in a list, but I'd basically stick four spear chuckers. And if you roll a one to to hit, it just blows itself apart, and <laughs> that's it. It's dead. So those are the sort of things I used to love. And I think that skateboard was, up there with was goblin. What was it? The goblin doom divers. Yeah. They you could good. launch, and sometimes that went massively wrong as well. You just blew yeah. up your own guys and. Do you know that's that's what orcs are all about. That's how I've always seen them in, yeah. in every single game. Even for I, I played orcs in forty k for a while, and I I didn't ever expect to win, but I had a fantastic laugh at like you know extra extra oomph on the charge so that you know you may or may not explode on your way over to kill some guys. It was oh, it was a laugh. It was brilliant. I mean, I'd I'd almost be tempted to um, to impose animosity myself. So I'll just roll the dice. I'll maybe even have dice made up. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just roll it for each one before I choose what they're going to do. Obviously, you can't do that if you're in combat. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm more than happy to take it out of my hands and let them do what they want to do. That, that'll that be the new Northern Invasion 2020 rule. Oof. Every army has to roll animosity. <laughs> because for whatever reason, they've pissed the other, the, the other unit off and they're going to have a massive fight between them. Maybe. Like that'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need. We need, we'll we'll bin the weather table and we'll have an animosity table because because <laughs> the power of the war has has seeped into the North Isles. Do you know why the fuck not? <laughs> yes, exactly. Make it our own. If they want to come, they will come and play. So, well, there you go. Anyway, Oruk Warclans. We may have picked just Iron Jaws there between us, but there's a lot of good bone splitter stuff. I'm just not that familiar with it. I'm not building a uh, a bone splitter's force. And the big war, uh, is it the big war or the great war or whatever? The big war. Big war. That, yeah. that looks really good fun. It's probably got a little bit too much bookkeeping for me, given the amount of alcohol I consume. Um, when I'm playing <laughs> games, because I I can imagine I, just, <laughs> I can imagine um I I I do, I do like it, but there's a lot there to do, and my tiny orc brain wouldn't be able to. It has to be said though, renegade, eye. you were stone cold sober. I was, yeah, yeah, I was. I, was I, don't, even I, I don't even think I was hungover. Oh, I was hungover because we went out the night before. Didn't oh I? yes, you did. I I. <laughs> Do you know I was really miffed I couldn't make that, but there were various various reasons going on at home why I couldn't make that particular night out. 
I was well annoyed. No, it was good. It was it was good, and I think we should all do it again. It was quite nice to be out and it not be a tournament. Um, you never know. Maybe the day before the next Renegade, <laughs> seamlessly there with a segue, uh, we, we we come on to Renegade. So, so first of all, Renegade was a meeting engagement tournament, and it represented the first ever meeting engagement games I played, which was telling. Um, because <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was a four turn game. I'd kind of, I'd, I brought, this is how stupid I am, Scott. I brought 110 dryads. To <laughs> you told me. 110 <laughs> in a four turn game. I thought it was an enthusiastic. Infinite. You do the math. I, I thought it was an infinite amount of turns, but there you go. And I also chose my, um, my Sylvaneth army, uh, thinking that that special gem um, meant that I could auto-summon woods or dryads, but it's not. It's just deep wood. So I'd already submitted my list, and it was the night before I was uh, I was talking to to John Craig, uh, not John Craig, Craig Graham, who knows his Sylvaneth, and he says, uh, yeah, but you can't summon those. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least he told me. <laughs> and it's not another tournament I go to where I play a rule wrong to my advantage. Um so yeah, so I'd I'd gone with um, a Dreadwood, and yeah, it was a different sort of game. I really liked the uh, the randomness of when things come. Granted, we should have known because you'd pre-drawn it. Um, you can talk about that in a minute, but I didn't read any of the missions in advance and learned as I went. <laughs> um, but I think I, I think that uh, it was different. A thousand points is a good good amount, and those little rules for meeting engagement about the size of um, your units. So you can, you know, you have your, your, your main force, your spearhead and your rear guard, and you can only have certain types of units in each. And uh, certain the numbers of war scrolls in, yeah. in your army and, you know, minimum size for your spear, like literally minimum size war scroll for your, your spearhead and stuff like that. My word, did it change up the entire thing for a lot of people? I think. Yeah, it did, and and you know, it was it was my first ever time using the new Sylvaneth book as well. So I was playing a game I'd never played with an army I'd never played played. So, so that was good. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was very different. Um, I'll maybe uh, maybe look at that a bit more. But do you want to talk about the pack? Because um, there were one or two um, little personal touches you gave it to make sure that. It, people didn't bring the absolute filth yeah so i spent do you know i spent a bunch of time talking to uh a good range of people including nathan and uh, you know because why not um and the other tos like you know john harper and uh john craig and and mike callahan etc um to say right you know how, how do i do this so it's going to be vaguely fair um because what I didn't want was, as you say, someone to bring the total mega filth and it to be shit for everybody else. So that's why I introduced, right, you're going to have a points limit on individual units. Uh, like, you know, I'm not going to have anything over, I can't remember what I said, 300 or 400 points for a single unit or a single thing. Um and I'm going to introduce a limit on named characters because 
before you can turn around, you can guarantee you're going to have, you know, 17 Marathis and a bunch of Gotreks and, you know, who knows what else coming out of the woodwork. And that just becomes rapidly no fun for anybody because it's not that competitive. Um, I think, let me just actually pull up the pack because I'm not going to lie, I've totally forgotten what I actually wrote. <laughs> no, it was. It was uh, 400 points for, yeah. for non-unique characters and 300 for unique and what I think that did was... 280. Al- 280 for unique names. Ah, right. So it was just to allow the fake Mortark in then, really, wasn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but the other side of that is Night Haunt being as shit as they are. Yeah. As much help as they can get. Yeah. Uh, and even the the true Mortark um, would get utterly rogered uh, before she even turned around. Um, so yeah, no single model with a points value greater than 400 points and no unique named characters above 280. Uh, specifically, I was looking at the likes of Thanquil and his pals. Um, and then I also said no realm anythings. Yeah. Because, as was discussed, uh, actually it was discussed in a podcast uh, back in June, June thereabouts, June, July, whenever it was, I said I was going to do this. Um you know, before you turn around, you'll have doppelganger, doppelganger cloaks and aether quartz pooches and, you know, uh, griff charm feathers and all these things coming out your arse. And suddenly it's not actually that much fun because somebody's just bouncing around the place going, fuck you. And that's, you know, a bit shit. Um, so by stripping it all the way back to you've got your army book, let's see how good a general you really are. Uh, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Um, And it turns out it was mega close for the entire tournament. Every single game came down to the line. Uh, I had a fantastic time watching it, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, I brought a book and I brought some models to paint and some paints and stuff like that. And I didn't sit down for a single moment of these four hour and a half games because I was too busy seeing what's going on. It's all amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It, it was it was really good and it was it was close. Um I think it's interesting to see how the, the scoring works. For those who don't know for meeting engagement, you have uh, objectives and so you get um one point each generally if you have an equal amount of objectives or you score um three points, I think it might be or you score more points if yeah, you have it's more. Three, three points if you have more objectives. But the important thing is it's at the end of the battle round. That's not right. The turn. Yeah. And then and the... you get two points if you've killed more points worth or not no more wounds, wounds worth yeah. of the other person. And it's not like oh I, I managed to knock three wounds off your massive dragon of death. No no no. That doesn't count until the thing actually dies. Yeah, so and that can... that kind of went in the favour of, uh, of 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 the Scottish meta um, <laughs> defining um, uh, favoured army of, of north of the wall, which we, we won't spoil just yet. Um, but I think <laughs> uh, the the general that did win, I don't think he realised until um, way into the first game. Actually, uh, I, I'm in a good position here because. Um, I he only had to kill one model from the opponent, and I played him. And mm. uh, and spoiler, um, a blood vulture can get you two points instantly <laughs> because it you just go indeed. to the you just go to the back of uh, you know 
you just you just fire it over and no matter what happens you're going to do a mortal wound and it's unlikely that anybody's going to be able to kill uh, a mournfang or a stonehorn um uh in turn one or two uh, if mm. you if you play it cagey so so i think it really did uh, lend itself to to our favorite the beast claw raiders um yeah. that that particular general needs to have a fuck ton more faith in himself like it did good he did really really well but he was so ready to throw the towel in so rapidly and he just needs to have a little bit more faith and keep the heat for a little bit longer and you know not not reckon that he's lost because turn one didn't go in his in his favor <laughs> well i think that it, it's easy playing beast claw um for things to if you don't if you don't do the job turn one sometimes in a main a normal game um you, you can see things unravel quite quickly and uh, it's difficult to outnumber your opponent but i think with meet and engagement um uh, what what uh andrew found was that uh he could he could pretty much delete his opponent's army by the end <laughs> of turn two and then outscore well, them it. later <laughs> yeah that was exactly it that's that's pretty much what he did it yeah. was good, and so so. Uh, I mean, have you got the the lists there from memory? I think he had a, a Huskard on Stonehorn, uh, Stonehorn Beast Riders, and two twos of Mornfang. I think well, uh, that was his list. Stand by, I will pull up what he had. And and to be fair, um, you look at it and you think, oh, I'm all right. I can outscore this. I've got loads of bodies. And then you think, well, hang on a minute. He's just getting two points every single turn, and I've I've got to try and kill a Mornfang with my Spite Revenant or, or whatever it is, which really doesn't work. What did he have? He had uh, Spearhead, two times Mornfang hack. Uh, sorry, Mornfang pack with Garden Hackers. Main body, Huskard on Stonehorn. Blah, 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 blah. Two times Mornfang. Rear guard, Stonehorn Beast Raiders, and that was it. Yeah. So four so four Mornfang <laughs> overall, a Huskard and on Stonehorn and Stonehorn Beast Raiders. <laughs> and nice. it's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> and and it halves the wounds. It was so strong in that in that. It was good and it was good Half to damage. see. Yeah. It was it was good to see. It's good to see Beast Clara coming through. And mm. and and yeah, Andrew coming through as well. He deserved it. So anyway, Scott, what 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 you, you didn't manage to come along. Uh why don't why don't you why don't you ask the the player and the to what what do you want to know about it? Well, it's it's, it's interesting because I've not played a single game, I've not read a single rule about it, so I'm I'm quite fresh meat here listening to you guys talk about it, and it sounds it sounds very different. So did it did it feel different playing it? Did it did it feel? Yeah, it's it's a much smaller board. You don't yeah. really you don't really realise. You know, you you mind all the measurements and all the distances. Um, you you kind of like you play, you can play for outflanking or for for playing the defensive game, um, in a normal in a normal Age of Sigmar environment on a six before, but as soon as you you're there, it's like well, there's nowhere to run. It's like people can be right up in amongst you, turn one. And um, the the missions are the so again, I've not looked at any of them. But is there there's there's a number of GW ones you just picked? Yeah, there's some, like some of them six, from. Yeah, yeah, so the six GW ones. I mean, the 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 board itself is thirty six inch by forty eight inch, so three yeah. by four is pretty condensed. There are six uh, 
in the GHB 19 book, there are six meeting engagement battle plans, um, which have got sort of it's pretty straightforward. If you look through them, you'll you'll see what's going on. It's here's a couple of objectives. Here's where your armies come in. Here's the limitations thereon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's so. Would you say that the games were won more? I mean, it sounds like the the wounds scoring kind of did that take over then, or the lack of wound scoring for Andrew? Um, yeah, Andrew's I, opponents I, is that what won the games rather than the objectives? Yes and no. Uh, I mean, it certainly it started to play a big part. It's almost like it's the same as having secondaries in a big 2K game. Yeah. Uh, it's an extra thing for you to pay attention to, and it can turn the game. Uh, I think one of the things that makes it so close and why secondaries, as in wounds, become so pertinent is the actual scoring uh, mechanism of meeting engagements, which is... You know, um, when it comes to the end of the game, if you win by one to four victory points, then it's a minor. If you win by five or more victory points, it's a major. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like so that. So that actually changes up the dynamic quite a lot because you've got to win decisively rather than by just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I've managed to kill more things so, this turn. It means you stand in a better place. Yeah, it was definitely. Well, I like that. It's definitely good. And the thing is, uh, a thousand points. I was there and I played it and and I thought, uh, this this is good. This this is gonna encourage me to go and paint uh, build and paint something totally different and I can build something specifically yeah. for this game and then it makes the core of of a, a, a future AOS army. And it's you yeah. know, it's a manageable halfway point for for building a uh, for building a force, but what what do you think though, Stephen? Do you think that uh, do you think that you'd stick with those same same cap limits on characters, or would you tweak that slightly, or were you happy with that? Um, I mean, I was I was pretty happy with it overall. Um, it made for what I felt was a very close, very intense tournament. Uh, every game mattered much more than in your your classic 2k five game weekend where after uh you know game two or three you go ah fuck this i've lost it doesn't really fucking matter anymore this was it could be game four of my one day and do you know what in game four i could pull this out of the bag because if, if if the two people running one and two draw then person in number three could well take the hat um, I mean, I'd be open to a, a little bit of adjustment, but I felt it ran really well. I thought the lists were really balanced. Actually, nobody had the upper hand at all. No, uh, and and Andrew didn't run away with it. I mean, no. If you he, look, at, it was, it was only ten last points, game. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, last sure. game against uh, Matt's Farslayers, and to to Andrew, he was he was convinced because he failed. A seven-inch charge and a re-roll of the seven-inch charge. He thought he'd lost the entire tournament. Mm. Um, he did lose that game, didn't he? He did, right? He, he did. lost the game against Matt, but still won the tournament, which was yeah, it was good. It's a four-game tournament. Um, it used the Scottish scoring system on TTTO. Um, so I mean, I lost my first game, and I thought, oh, uh, yeah, that's, and I. I 
And then I lost. I think I lost my second game as well. It might have been yeah, they're two and two. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, we'll maybe go through. So um, we had ten, ten players were there. So if we just look through briefly, um, I won't, I won't mention everybody's scores or anything. But um, if we just talk through, just to give a flavour of what people took, we had Andrew with his Beast Claw Raiders. We've talked through. Um, we had uh, Matt, who came. Well, maybe I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. <laughs> Do the bottom. So yeah, Gary, so, who was Andrew's yeah. brother, he came with some Zinch, uh, Disciples of Zinch, um, Exotic Flamer, Burning Chariot. Ah, cool. Just, yeah, yeah. We've, seen, we've seen his 2K list now for Hurling. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. <laughs> it is, and it's a really yeah. nice looking army as well. Yeah, I quite really, like the way yeah, it's painted. It's nice. Yeah. Main body was Herald of Zinch and a Burning Chariot, Rear Guard, three Flamers of Zinch, three Flamers of Zinch, job done. Um, it was a Warp Flame Host as well, wasn't it? So that, I think, did that allow him to, to bring the extra Flame? Did he have extra Flamers? I don't know He did have works. the Warp Flame Host, yeah, that was his yeah. Italian in there. Uh, 970 of his 1,000 points, so he could have even thrown in a, you know, an Endless Spell in there just to add some grief. Um, I think that I think that was the first ever tournament. Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah hopefully he'll keep coming. Do you know he won a really lovely about pint-sized drinking uh, mug? Yeah, horn drinking mug. Uh, I know, and Andrew's face <laughs> because obviously his his brother and and Andrew being the Beast Claw Raiders really had his eye on those horn oh, horns, yes. and then when his brother. <laughs> Got the uh, got the spoon and and took the really nice horn drinking mug. Uh, poor Andrew's face, it dropped and he, I, could, I could see the envy. <laughs> oh, that's that's like as, as, he, as he was going to be driving his brother home with the the <laughs> coveted. He was convinced he'd lost. He was hundred percent convinced he oh. lost. It was so funny to watch. It was really fun to announce. It was <laughs> oh, lad. But no, he did well, and he wore his uh, he wore his cow hat for the uh, for the Ole <laughs> yeah, he did. event as well. So fair play to him. Yeah. So so in ninth was uh, Josh with his beasts of chaos, wasn't it? And he had a, a dragon ogre shagoth, if I remember right. Dragon ogre shagoth as his spearhead, uh, and one times chaos spawn, ten times ungor raiders, ten gores. That was his spearhead. Main body shaman, uh, great brave shaman, ten best gores. Rear guard was a doom bull and a chaos spawn. Now Josh had some trouble for a couple of the deployments actually fitting everything in, and that's yeah. the thing folk need to keep an eye on. If you're playing meeting engagement, sometimes your deployment zone is really small. Yeah, like we're talking nine, maybe twelve inches wide, three inches deep, and you've yeah. got to go everything in there if, yeah, anything, if it doesn't fit you're dead there is overhang isn't there on single models there, yeah but, overhang on single models but if if something in the unit doesn't fit uh i'd need to double uh set up uh i sus I, I believe i might be wrong i'll need to read it again but i believe if not the entire unit fits in there the entire unit is dead I'll have to have a look at Which that. Which is yeah. harsh as balls. Yeah, uh, as I mean, you I could probably just say, you could I've probably just me. comp it yourself if that is the case to say that um, just models that don't fit. The yeah. other thing worth yeah. pointing out, Scott, is that because each 
you start on the board with one element of your uh, your force. At yeah. the end of turn one, another element comes on in a certain deployment zone, and then at the end of turn two, the other element comes on. It's not always in the same order of spearhead, main body, rear guard. Yeah, it yeah. just get mixed mm. up. Now, the, when you bring them on, there isn't the same limitations of AOS where you have to be nine inches away. So you can, in oh. effect, bring things on right in right up against things well, so like in, what? You, ca- you can't block things off in yeah. combat you can you can i don't know if you can bring them in in combat i never came in across that as an issue so i didn't read right. up on that but sure. i don't think i don't think there's any any restriction on so uh, reserve units reserve units either have to be set up in their appropriate deployment zone or in accordance with their yeah, rules. you can ambush or whatever. If you're uh, if you stormcast, you can drop out the sky. Correct. Or, so or in if, that in, yeah. in that case, you follow the you follow your war scroll card. Yeah, right. Then you're and nine. If it says nine inches, inches away. You're nine inches away. Now, and... interestingly, um, you cannot uh, you cannot set up your reserve units within nine inches of an enemy arrival edge. No. So that way, you cannot block somebody's army turning up. Yeah, sure. Because yep. you you can't put your KO boat um, right up against the deployment zone, so they can't fit any models on. Uh, yep. You can only drop it nine inches away, uh, which means that you're not interfering with the zone. But but it's really interesting uh, the way the way that it it works. Um, that, that's and I, I I'm, I'm, I'm keen to try it now. So, so Stephen, did you? Sorry, on you go. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to talk through a couple of more of the lists, but no, no, carry on. No. I was just going to say, Stephen, had you you played some games of meet engagement like prior to the event? Obviously, you didn't play in the event. Um, Uh, I played like two, and that was about it. (laughs) I pretty much came into this um, with the book as well as everybody else. Yeah, my my approach was I'm going to be pretty decisive, and what does it say in the words? Well, that's what the words mean, and that's it. Yeah. And to be honest, everybody was was really good. There were a couple of questions came out to do with specifically like deep striking um, uh, Sigmar units and whatnot, Stormcast. Um, but do you know everybody just kind of cracked on, um, and it kind of didn't really matter that yeah. I hadn't played a bunch of games. No, that's fine. I mean, I don't think it makes. I don't think many folk have, so it's uh, there's certainly no need for that. Um, no, I was just more generally. I think it's, it sounds a really interesting game. Actually, I wish I'd paid more attention to it. Um, it's not something I've had time to to sort of think about. Or it's definitely a, a very good introduction to the game. I was yeah. originally um, Arwen was supposed to go my child for those who don't know, um, because I felt that that would be a good. She's played a doubles event with me, but I felt that this would be a good introduction, and I could just hover over her shoulder, and it's not too complicated. I think she yeah. can play it, um, and I think well, it's that it's that sort of. A good in yeah i think it's a a good one um to get people into the the hobby or into playing and you were quite relaxed with painting rules and things weren't you as well i was yeah i wanted this to be folk could bring something that they hadn't tried out yet uh and have a good go of um so you got you got 10 points 10 tournament points for having a painted army like there wasn't any kind of voting on that uh, there were ten points for having submitted a list, which got a bit 
bodged, to be perfectly honest, as I had late sign-up players and whatnot, so everybody got 10 points because at some point in the process they submitted a list and it was valid. And I just kind of went, do you know what, fine, I'm not going to penalise the fact that some guy decided to sign up three days before because no. I want all the bloody players I can get, thanks very much. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you had 10 points for having put in some effort to paint things, you got 10 points for submitting a valid list. Uh, but I I was more than happy for Hulk to just bring what literally whatever the hell you like because the whole point of meeting engagements is I'm going to try this out and see what it's like. Uh, you know, I'm going to buy a strat collecting box of, uh, uh, I don't know, insert strat collecting box here <laughs> and build it and push it around the table and see how it gets on because it doesn't yeah. usually matter. Yeah. No, and you, that was my you, objective. You mentioned the um the uh, the horn uh, goblet earlier. Do you want to talk people through your other prizes because they were a bit of a change from the norm? They were they were a hundred percent a change from the norm. The norm is always these three um, D. N- nothing wrong with them. Three D printed skull with a dagger in its face, kind of trophy style so what i went for was and i have to give a shout out they're never going to listen to the podcast but it doesn't bloody matter to a shop called horns mm. of odin who are based down yorkshire way um and they were actually really good because it turns out they so they make the horn the horn stuff to order and they had been at a they'd been in an event so I, I, I asked for all the payments like two weeks before the event, before the tournament. And they'd been at an event that weekend just after I'd ordered, which meant they hadn't been able to make things and they'd be redoing their workshop. And it was a, I was getting stressed to fuck about where these fucking prizes are going to turn up in time <laughs> or not. Um, so anyway, the the Spoon Prize was a, a, a mug-style uh, horn obviously lined and whatnot, I reckon it holds about a pint. So, you know, drown your sorrows in that. Thanks very much. Um, the best painted prize was uh, mud and puddles, kind of resin materials um, pack, which Mr. Stu West managed to win. Yes. He won the, he won the vote <laughs> for that. Yeah, that was really good. This is Secret Weapon Masterclass Scenics Mud and Water Bundle. So mm. I am I, I am nurturing it. I am I'm I'm, I'm handling it as we speak. So and what was that for? What did you win that for? Painted. Best painted. Ah oh, right, okay. Yeah. So yeah. all those spite revenants are painted all that time ago, Scott, and put all that effort into. Uh, it paid off. But no, I was very, very happy with that. That was uh, it was very nice. So thank you very much. Yeah. And I, I am gonna use them. I'm thinking I'm gonna use them on my uh, on my iron jaws. Mm. So. That'll, fit, that'll, that'll fit really well yeah definitely yeah. Um, what you could also do is if you look on, so I, I got them from Element Games if you have a look, they've got some barbed wire stuff like World War 1, World War 2 style, you could probably uh, fit that in as well have some fencing that your your mm. iron jaws have rid, ridden down uh-huh. look quite cool with the mud and puddles um, yeah, I'm going to do a, some kind of a display thing as well I've decided this year I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try Army's and paint something. Perhaps? Oh, I don't know about that. I just don't <laughs> think I I don't think I have time. I bought one of those um, two by two realm of battle boards and some scenery the other year. And every year I I have these grand ideas of what I'm going to accomplish, and then I just do the 
bare minimum to actually get table uh, tabletop ready armies to go to tournaments. So I don't know. I might just do a single piece that because some places now when you go to events they they ask you to put any other model in. So I might try and put a bit of effort into one model of an army that I like. There are one or two um, models in armies that I really like that I'm never going to paint the other the rest of the army. But yeah. Anyway, so thank you very much. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, the best sportsmanship uh, was sponsored by none other than this very podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I can't remember who I went to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. I think it was David Alexander. I think David it was. Jack. And he had his ambles of the Heldenhammer, so but he it le- it left the long strikes at home, that's why he got it. Because, yeah, uh, I think it was him. Yeah. Like it was all it was post it notes in a cup kind of yeah. voting and I gathered all the votes and, and divvied them out and then scrunched all the bits of paper up and shoved them in the bin so that nobody would see them and probably completely forgot what the <laughs> the result was after I had awarded it. Um, but there we go. Oh well. <laughs> so I'm, like... pr- I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm pretty sure David yeah, got it. I think so. Um, and then we got on to third and second place, which were uh, actually very, very different from your normal prizes. Yeah. I I invested in small leather dice bags. Yes. Um, dice bag slash coin pouch, depending on how you want to use it, but. That's that's what I went for. So uh, it looks really cool. I mean, you put pictures up on the chat. Mm. And I was like, ooh, what, what are they? I mean, the horn ace. I've always wanted a horn, so <laughs> I've to miss that. Um, but those those little things. That, yeah, I've not seen them before. They look they looked amazing. They were really good. Very simple. Um, and next time I will probably make them myself rather than buy them. Really. Because... <laughs> I do leather work anyway, and that's a thing that do I can you? really easily make. Yeah, I do. Um, job? I don't. I don't know what you do for a living. It's not. It's not my job, but it's something <laughs> I, I have done as a hobby. Ah, there you yeah, go. I see. I remember us talking about blacksmithing as well. I've got a mate that does blacksmithing. My best friend does blacksmithing. Yeah, do. Blacksmithing has his own business. <laughs> there we go, Stuart. We can get some business this way there. Surely, yeah, definitely, absolutely. You know, it's the way to go. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, they were just, it was something very different. We dice bags, and folk, of, especially Stu, has got this raggedy arse poly <laughs> bag, which is. <laughs> have, you, have you seen my poly bag? It's, oh, it's, it's an old freezer bag that I've been using for three years to keep my wound <laughs> dice in. <laughs> and it's, it's broken and ripped in so many places that I have to kind of like fold it in on itself and make these horrible little. Horrible. It's held together by a prayer and tape. <laughs> what a skank. So, yeah, I was, I don't know. These yeah, Orkney I got mocked at the beginning. Bags. <laughs> it was an old freezer bag and, and yeah, it's it's seen better days. And I got a, a serious mocking for it when I got there. But, yeah. as luck would have it... As, as third place, he managed to win himself one metric dice bag. Yeah. So See. there we go. One leather dice bag, um, and again I'm cupping it in my hand. It's like a, a <laughs> it's like a stone horn scrotum, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, sm- it smells. It smells very lovely. <laughs> where, where did you get those from? 
uh, again, Horns of Odin. Um, Horns they, of they, Odin, they the, there the, we the go. Primary, the primary prizes all came from them. What, uh, a, what, a, what a name for a shop as well. Good to me. I know, it's it's fantastic. Magnificent. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, third and second prizes were dice bags, and then first prize was a war horn. So yes. it's not none of the drinking horn nonsense. This is a war horn, so you can call in <laughs> call in the lads. Less drinking, more horning. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, you, you was, could you, know, you could so utterly different. It's you could you could ma- you could sort of like pour into it and make the person who's holding it drink oh, through it though. You could. So you it could, could be a bit of both. This is my <laughs> So I've I've just I've just got my laptop in front of me. Hornsofodin.com. Yeah. This is magnificent. Fair tell trade. The, tell them that Northern Invasion Podcast sent you. Yeah, well, let's tell you what, Stuart. This is an ideal this is an ideal yeah, opportunity here. So mead, view all. Oh, uh, they've got lovely mead. I think we need to go I haven't tried it yet, but it looks, it looks amazing. Traditional mead, Scottish. Oh, hang on a minute. Here we go. Scottish blood mead. Nineteen ninety nine. Tempest. Tempest. Come on. Chili mead. Caramel mead. Jolly Roger mead. Brackets rum. Um, <laughs> hemp mead. There you go for all you uh, hipsters out there slash students. Um, whiskey and fudge mead. Christ, Christ. Right, I, anyway. I want. I want mead now at Tempest, please. <laughs> so, no, at the Masters. Bring oh, out the This is magnificent. You, you, you click the menu button, a little sidebar opens, and you've got it's got links like home, and then it's got new, and then it's got drinking with a plus <laughs> next to it. So you click drinking, drinking horns, horn mugs, and it's got war horns. Horn mugs, so horn mugs was the was the spoon prize. War horns was the prize number one. Uh, horn yeah. accessories. There you go. Belt hangers, shoulder straps, yeah. stands. You got stand for your horns. You can get you can get a bit of projection going. There you go. Sold out. Oh, the horn stands sold out. I go. reckon they can get them. And in fact, if you can't get them from there, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Horn stands. Men's clothing. Now here we go. Yeah, t-shirts. Cool t-shirts, actually. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so uh, horns of Odin. Yeah. Horns of Odin. Com. So, so, so it, it was a success, and oh, you was have, a fantastic success. Oh my word! Was yourself, a despite not being able to play, you know, you now know our our pain when we run our <laughs> tournaments. Yeah, and and you've decided to to run another one. So, can yes. you tell people when that is and what what the setup's going to be? So that's going to be the Sunday after Twin Realms. Uh, the date of which I cannot remember off the top of my head. Because hang on, hang on. 9th or 10th of April, because I think it's my birthday. Yeah. I've got the calendar here. I, believe I, I will have a, a youngster in tow, because if we go to Twin Realms... One slot each. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no, I, I think I'll have to, I'll have to uh, just... I'm pretty sure by then she can handle herself. She's <sighs> a better player than you. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> She's uncannily and inherently lucky. Oh, I don't have twin rolls in my calendar. Shame on me. I think um, I think it's the first weekend in April that. It's the fourth and fifth. So the fifth. Let me have a scroll. It might be the one after that. So the next, the eleventh and twelfth is that's Easter Sunday. That's this. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's a long weekend. That'd be amazing if that was the if it was then. I think it, it feels that way because my birthday is the tenth, and I I remember thinking, oh, it's my birthday weekend, so I should have. Twin rolls potentially eleventh April. Yeah, eleventh April Saturday. So that's good. Oh, so you think the Sunday, Sunday the Easter that means... Sunday. So that's the long weekend then. 
And everybody can come out on Good Friday for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> because go. that'll be fun. So you're so so you're in line with Jesus' resurrection then, Stu. That's, that's I, well, job. I was I was born on Easter Sunday, yeah. so I am the resurrection. Yeah, he is risen. Hence the hair. And my dad, my dad was a carpenter as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hence the hair. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Uh, and, uh, and for a long time, I had no job. <laughs> well, like, I'm sure Jesus made Bryce and pickle at some point in his life as well. Well, he might have done. Yeah, all hot dogs. Uh, but yeah, so um, next Renegade, that's the plan, 12th April, uh, it Sunday afternoon realms. I think and you're going to be busy. I think, I think, I think, so well, I think because... if there's a lot of doubles players going and it's bank holiday weekend, I think I think people should get yeah. their rooms booked now. Mm. Uh, in Sterling, there well, are travel lots. Easter weekend, that yeah. might need a bit of uh, planning that. So. And I the, think... the, other th- the other side of it is uh, Steve of Common Ground Games is going to advertise the living shit out of this. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's what he told me. He's going to advertise the shit out of it because he reckons it is an absolutely fantastic intro to... Age of Sigmar overall, it's, but it's, also the tournaments, well, because yeah. there's a little less pressure to it. I'd agree. That's interesting. I did see his, uh, his his Facebook page from, you know, the Common Ground Facebook um, account, and he, he, he was, I think he was delayed in posting it, because he's, he's been holiday or whatever, but he, it, it was a particularly glowing um, post-tournament kind of uh, paragraph to, hmm. to yourself in the tournament, and I thought, oh, that's, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to miss that, but yeah, I think he had someone come in uh, on the Friday whilst I was busy taping up the tables and, and lining all that out. Who's who was asking, you know, what's all this about? And he said, Oh, it's meeting engagement to AOS. And the guy said, Oh man, I really wish I was going to that. Uh-huh. Like, so he had there someone in the shop right there and then saying, I wish I was going, yeah. uh, which for me feels amazing because it means that. I can guarantee there's going to be hope, like a load more people this time round. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do a much better effort of actually advertising it this time round because I I know I didn't really do a good job of it uh, oh. the first go round. But do you know what? Sure, whatever. I don't think I don't think it was that. I think folk just haven't settled into the game yet, and like you know, people like me yeah. haven't even read it or played it. So yeah, I mean, I know you were... a lot of people traveling. Um, you, you you're not going to go unless unless it's you know you have to get the the wife pass or whatever or you have to yeah. spend yeah. to get and normally you just stick with what what you know but i think yeah. now it's proved it's only going to grow and i hope fact, so and, and i'd love that it to be a feeder for everything else well, i'd love that it's that. tied in with the doubles i mean people can take a thousand points each to a doubles and then they've got the thousand points well, for engagement i mean yeah you, go. you don't even, you don't have even to take... to think no well, yeah. providing, of course, you haven't got Arkan the Black or somebody who's, who's <laughs> obviously too powerful for meeting engagement. <laughs> I mean, no. that, there might be some very, very minor tweaks to that, but do you know, I might just leave it how it is because it I think it's really good. well. I think, I it's think good. it worked. Yeah, although Stonehorns are particularly <laughs> powerful, I did feel the pain of the Stonehorns. But on the other hand of that, you know, you get yourself up against a bunch of storm fiends who are legitimate in yeah. the pack, and they will delete you off the board before yeah, you. Yeah, I also, I also played the storm fiend list, <laughs> and yes, they, they yeah, had that two was three storm fiends, and yeah, yeah he, he did bad things to me. Who's that? John Connolly. 
John yeah. Connolly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was at the um the night the night before and he fell yeah, asleep yeah. on the train home. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was he was very worse for wear the night. He, he did look he did look a bit merry. Yeah. No, he was he was all right. He's really yeah. I think he's he's a he's a good lad. I think he'll be coming to. I think he's coming to the Howling, is he? He is. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he is. Oh, he's oh. up there. He, he, came he came fourth. Like yeah. He had the same tournament points as you, Stu. He did, but it was strength uh, of schedule, wasn't strength it? Strength of schedule was what did it by like one and a half. Yeah. One point five strength of schedule was what did it. Yeah, yeah. and I was so John. happy that it was strength of schedule and not head-to-head results because he beat <laughs> me in game two. Because <laughs> uh, you had two wins, two losses. He had two wins, two draws. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was really close, but yeah, that's one of the main reasons I absolutely loved. I loved the tournament because it was down to the line with everybody, and everybody had a chance the entire time through. Even if you were two losses down, you could still win the entire tournament if you got it just right. Yeah, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it was definitely good, and I think having it the day after another tournament. Um, is is a good touch because it's not too much to think about and it's it's enough encouragement for people to stay over and have another day. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it do it. Social scene as well. Yeah. So in over, go out for a couple of beers, bit of food, that kind of idea. So when do you think you'll be releasing tickets then? Um, once Twin Realms is one hundred percent confirmed, yeah. then I will release pretty much in line with that. Cool. Uh, I this time I'm going to ask for payments three or four weeks ahead, not yeah. two weeks, so I'm not busy shitting my pants uh, yeah. in the get, lead up to making to sure I can get prizes. <laughs> you have to send it when they when they buy a ticket when when they sign up. That's that's the secret. Trust me. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the the challenge I had there was I needed both people enthusiastic to sign up and folk able to pay the money and if folk weren't enthusiastic to sign up then I wouldn't have enough momentum to get folk to also pay the money it was a it was a, it was a bit of a balance I had to play with that one I this, think this time it'll be different this time around it's going to be you have got like I think you'll be fighting them sign, off. yeah if you want to sign up pay your money immediately uh, there'll be or you put them on four weeks before yeah, or you put them on a reserve list until such time as they pay, and then yeah. you've got an idea I mean, of numbers. But the thing I, is, if, if I had previously got... done that, then I would have had like three confirmed players. Yeah, if you, I mean, I think this time you'll be all right. <laughs> you'll probably have like you might have as many as fifty or sixty potentially players the day before. I mean, yeah, you, you might not get that many, but I think that a doubles a doubles tournament you'll you'll get a good forty. 40 plus players. I was going to say, if I get into the the 24 plus, then I'm going to be ha- I'm going to be really happy. Yeah. Uh, and then I can expand the prizes range to the best um, order, chaos, destruction, death. However, if I do that, what I'm going to say is, if you are in the top three, you do not qualify for the best order, chaos, destruction, death because that's wank. Just if you're take all the prizes. Yeah, if you're podiuming, sorry, you've got a fucking podium. You don't deserve any of the other prizes. Thanks very much, because you've got a fucking podium place. Let some other poor bugger get the best chaos or whatever it is that's going on. 
No. Oh, do you know what I saw? Did you see the? the it was this, I think Sydney GT coverage at the weekend. There, you know the eight Australian guys. Um, I think it was run by the the coach, the guy, AOS coach. Oh yeah, Anthony Margo is he called? Yeah, Margo, Margo, Margo yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. But they did a prize for um, like middle middle table. Um, mid table obscurity, sort of mid, thing. Mid, mid table legend, or something they called it. So it's somebody <laughs> who finished exactly in the middle. Um, they, they got a prize. So I, I really like that. I think you might see that at Tempest. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Sponsored by the Northern Invasion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrate mediocrity. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good just, sportsmanship and mediocrity. I just yeah. reckon it's it's so wank when you go, oh, whoever thrusts automatically won the whatever the best whatever prize is. It's like, yeah, well, do you know, they've already yeah. got a big prize. Why do they need a second? They don't. They can... You tell Lee, Lee, I hope you're listening because you're getting <laughs> all our prizes. You're, Top, winning. you're not getting but... it. Even Top if you're comes to the comes to the four, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Yes. <laughs> Although he's playing something else now, he's playing cities. Yes, he's got dark elf. Dark elf filth. Yes. It will, it'll be filthy if Lee's got his hands on it. It doesn't matter. Lost, he, I don't know. He, the chat is aura. He, he could do well with anything. By his kid, uh, and by Scott. Ah, yeah, but, but that's Scott. the first handful of. That's the first handful of games, so you'll you'll figure his way out, and he'll be running top of the lists again within moments. I'm a hundred percent certain. Scott's been lulling people into a false sense of security for <laughs> years. He's been pretending to lose, and he's just waiting to strike. That's it. He's just waiting for someone else to take the uh, the slow play flag off him. Oh, it's <laughs> long gone, I think, hasn't it? Well. Well, this was the, this was the game against you, uh, Stephen. My that, that kind of spawned this uh, this gigantic urban myth. Yeah, 120 chain wraps. <laughs> it was and Nurgle. Nurgle on. Yeah, it was, yeah, my, it was never going to get beyond turn three, was it? We didn't no. get. We got barely past. In fact, I don't even think I got my turn three because you called <laughs> and I didn't know any better. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was uh, it was a grind fest. It was, it was reality, I think, wasn't it? So I I sat my fat men on the. Well, um, there was three places. It was yeah. three places of power, and I had three great and clean ones. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, I lose that mission, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I killed Rotigus. I was quite pleased with that because you were well keen to see what happened when I got forty chin wraps on a ten inch charge. Yeah, yeah. And I deleted him off the board. Yeah. And then went well. Fuck all else I can do. That's the end of the game. Yeah, so, okay. so yeah, that's that's where the legend was born. <laughs> so talking of places of arcane power, three places of, I've got to try and bloody hold places of arcane power with Mortarks. Oh, how I'll be wishing for my. Oh, yeah. plus you're missing. Death. You're that's missing the safe. best one. You're missing out the oh, best Mortark of all. It's not real. <laughs> we're, not, we're not having it. Well, anyway. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Stephen. And congratulations on a successful uh, first event. Thank you. Um, I'll certainly be um, uh, coming down to uh, to the next one if I'm. Uh, yeah, if 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 the child is with me, I'll let her play, and I'll just sort of peer over her shoulder and help her every now and again. Uh, but if, both playing. 
Well, I don't know. I, I think we probably could as well, but her, her confidence is is the the deciding factor on that one. There's and I don't want to, I don't want to put her off. There's it, only if, one way one way to build confidence, and that's yeah. throw yourself into it. Yeah, I think we'll that uh, she'll be all right. I think I think uh, if we, if we're both playing doubles, I'll uh, I'll I'll get her to play in in Renegade Two. Yeah. Um. But if not, if not, I'll I'll play myself, and no doubt I'll I'll find some poor soul to team up with me <laughs> at Twin Realms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know well, that I know again. that Andrew Andrew's mega keen to get in amongst uh, Renegade again. Yeah. He's jumping over himself for that. Yes, I'm sure he's the one to beat. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be thinking about Beast Claw as I pen my next list because <laughs> it it wasn't something that I had even considered. But then again, I hadn't read read the rules. Maybe I'll just bring my Beast Claw. <laughs> you never know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And um, I suppose it's 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 good night from Orkney. Yeah, good night from Glasgow. Can't think of anything funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, in fact, good night from Falkirk. Wow, hey. Well, thank you very much and au revoir. Cheers. Now I can't find the frigging button as usual. <laughs> <laughs>
I said, on your knees, get on your knees. <laughs>